0: G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, September 17. I am John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, great racing action in two states on Saturday at Randwick. We see the return of Nature Strip. Um, This does seem like the sort of uh, race that Nature Strip doesn't win uh, first up. Not his grand final. Uh, just back from UK, but uh, not much better than even money available. Uh, surely he'll drift a little bit before race time. Uh,
1: yeah, look, I, I think he, I think he was. You could get three dollars, two ninety-three dollars earlier in the week, and um, yeah, I think that's probably. I think I was reading a few people on social media saying that that was an absolute steal. And he should be a lot shorter. And then he sort of came down to 270, 260. And now, what, Thursday afternoon, I'm looking, he's about $2.30. So clearly there's a lot of people out there that think there was some overs around for him. But, uh, yeah, look, it's going to be a great race. It's a very good clash because we've got Eduardo, who's had the run back uh, on that really testing track. Now, how did that, sort of how much did that take out of him? Um, Probably not much because he's such a a warrior, really, isn't he? So, look, he's got the, the run under the belt. And then you've got a, a new kill on the block in Mizzou who went five from five uh, since being gelded last preparation, just continued to raise the bar and he ended up getting his Group 1 up in Queensland. And, of course, we've got a past Everest winner and classic legend and lost and running who did show last spring that he got better with racing. He just used this race and a sort of a couple of those other ones to get ready for the Everest. So I'm not expecting him to be a major player, but, uh, yeah, it is a – Really intriguing clash, as is the George May there on Saturday, the Group 1, especially with Zaki, who was listed as uh, doubtful in early markets. But uh, here he is and really adding to the
0: contest. Certainly is. It's uh, amazing, those two races. That one is going to probably sort out Cox Plate favouritism. Meanwhile, in Melbourne, Dan, uh, we're racing at Caulfield. We've got um, a race that's always uh, one of these... Uh, group 1 handicaps that are always intriguing betting affairs, especially when you've got a full field of 16 plus 4 emergencies. But speaking of the emergencies, not only is the favourite a second emergency, but another very intriguing runner, and one that you've written about in Winning Post this week, uh, is the first emergency. So uh, what are the tea leaves saying about how likely they are to get a run? Not much
2: good predict in the future, but it's... Look, to be honest, on, on I talk about when when organising a story, would have thought that um at the at sort of eighteenth in the order of entry, dragon leap, and even nineteenth. I wish I win would have gained a start already in this without having to worry about a scratching. But yeah, it's you know the the rain will obviously come. We're running on a on a wet track. You'd imagine at Caulfield, so a um, couple in the field have drawn wide. Not great on wet tracks. Some sort of thinking of a couple that might come out but you know i'm, I'm just guessing here so hopefully they can both get a run they'll be obviously add uh, plenty to the field if they can um both get a run and look as you said tough big field handicap good, good betting affair i think you can rule a pen for a few but um look even if those four even if those none of those emergencies going to start i think it will be a, a great race with a, a good betting of better rank. but hopefully they can uh, dragon leap especially can get a start because um obviously i think he's a big chance in the race
0: Alrighty, righty, well, we will start at Randwick, however, where, as usual for Sydney, it is a 10-race card, and the first of the black type affairs comes up in race five. Bill Ritchie, handicap, 1,400-metre, group three quality. Joel? Yeah, well, this is an intriguing race, certainly on the at Thursday afternoon, because
1: we've got a few double acceptors. Uh, we haven't got any scratching... In fact, Blazer Trail is the only stretching from the race. But we've got Crosstalk, Purple Sector, both in at uh, Newcastle on Friday. So this race could have a, a different complexion. But uh, for now, it's really a not, not a race I'm overly keen to play in even before we see the final field. But I've got number one top ranked on top. He's got to give five and a half uh, to his nearest rival and, and six and a half to the rest. So that's uh, certainly a task. But... From what we've seen of him in Australia, he looks top draw. He was very good on his local debut in the Hunter behind Lost and Running and then came back for one run in the autumn, pulled up lane there. So obviously that's why we only saw him once, but it was a terrific effort in the Chipping Norton, finishing alongside Duas there behind, uh, very elegant, without a lot of room in the straights. He's been trialling well. He's a real talent. I'll put him on top uh, from five cross-talk if he goes here. I think they were leaning towards going to... Newcastle, early in the week, because again, he was listed as doubtful in this uh, early market, but building a terrific record, it has got to be a strong hope down in the weights. Six character I'm expecting to improve if it's not too wet. Blinkers go back on second up. He was uh, very poor first up, but you can ignore that. It was a very bad track. And O President's been trialling the house down, first run for Bjorn Baker. He uh, showed a bit of form last prep too. He's always had talent. And he's trialling well enough to warrant
2: respect, but uh, 1567 at this stage. There's certainly a few above Lakeen and the weights. That's um, obviously more talent than him, but he's rock hard fit, the nine. He's going really well. And with the lightweight of 53 kilos, and it'll be interesting to see what the, the weather does. Bit of rain around today in Sydney, but not too much uh, later in the week leading up to Saturday. So <clears throat> probably won't want any wetter than sort of a, a soft six Lakeen, but he's fit and firing at the low weight, and uh, I'm going to put him on top in this top-ranked first-up, but look, his first-up form is excellent. His two runs in Australia have been very good, and of course, as Joel reference uh, mixed it with some of the elite horses here in that Chipping Norton when midfield there, and the, with an excuse as well. So 9-1 on top of eight ranch hands. thought the run was okay. The really, race wasn't really... Run to suit there. Got a long, long way back in the field from that wide draw. Thought run pretty well considering. And in for fourth, I have the five cross-talk. Will be up on the speed and uh, giving me something to catch. Nine, one, eight, five.
0: Race six at Royal Rambic on Saturday is the Dali T-Rose Stakes. 1,400 metre group, two set weights for three-year-old fillies. My fast fact about this is that no T-Rose Stakes winner since Sunline back in 1988. 1998, I should say has uh, jumped from a double-figure barrier. Well, I wouldn't put too much stock in that because I'd say there's been quite a few years where there hasn't been 10 runners. But uh, if you're worried about that, you should be worried about, at this stage, Madame Pomery, Wolverine and Paris Dior. But uh, a couple of them could come inside that zone with more scratchings. Joel, what did you like here?
1: Yeah, you well, know, I've got one of those uh, dreaded wide barriers on top in number two, Wolverine. I'm looking at this race and just thinking that perhaps the the two fillies that missed the Furious Stakes on that very heavy track uh, just might come into this with fresh legs. Uh, I've gone with Wolverine. I think she'll get better even when she gets to the mile of the flight in a couple of weeks' time, but loved her Australian debut. She got back from a wide gate, really hit the line strongly for sixth. They're it's, you know, probably going to work out similar here, but just hoping to step up in distance is really going to see. I think she's a good each-way play. I've got Zoo Gotcha in for second, who won the Silver Shadow at the right run and got the inside gap when In Secret was being held up. But uh, nothing wrong with that form, of course. We've seen In Secret come out and uh, beat the boys last week, now favourite for the Golden Rose. So she's going to be hard to beat. Uh, in for third, I've got Madame Pomery, who I tipped in the furious at a big price. Uh, but once she ended up back where she was, that was game over. Tried to come wide in the slow lanes. I thought her last 100 metres was actually pretty good. And she can improve. And North Star Lass, who has gone around in both these races, she was good in the silver shadow in third and then fought off willing a beast when headed to win the Furious. Uh, just seems one of those tough waterhouse spot runners that will put herself on speed and give herself every hope. Two on top from
2: five, ten, and one. Yeah, with North Star Lass on top, see so here third up. So fit and firing in that winning the Furious is good. She fought hard there to. um take that win and she'll look good draw she'll be there up, up on the speed obviously and I think can be take some running down um, the fitness on her side the one so she's on top for me five in next Su gotcha a little bit of a freshen up since the win in the silver shadow and obviously in secrets come out and Frank the form there the runner-up of that race so obviously has to be included in as amongst the main chances three Paris Dior they can improve with the run under uh, her belt. The luck from the draw should certainly be thereabouts. and But Wolverine in next for fourth.
0: 1-5-3-2. The big one, or the first of the two real big ones, but the group one on the program is race seven. It's also the first leg of the quaddy. Fujitsu General George Main stakes 1,600 metres. Standard weight for age. It is worth a million bucks. Fast facts, Chris Waller has trained the winner in eight of the past ten years. He has Fangirl and Hinge. The favourite, which seems certain to be Animo, has won the George Main in ten of the past eleven years. And no George Main winner has jumped from a double-figure barrier since Turrudu in 1995. Well, bad news for Converge. If there's no scratchings, Joel. Yeah,
1: but well, I'm, I'm sticking with Fangirl. Uh, just who knows what. The track's going to throw up. She wouldn't want it too heavy. Although her run in the surround on a heavy 10 was very good. It was just the barrier that probably beat her. Then she was a little bit lacklustre in the far lap on the heavy and, of course, failed in the queen of the turf. So she's clearly much better on good or soft ground. Um, soft six, soft seven probably not too bad. But, yeah, we're really sort of in the lap of the gods here. Oh, I've put her on top because her run was excellent in the wing stakes. Fastest last 200 of the day off the modest tempo. Animo sat a lot closer and I thought she pulled good ground off him. He's going to be hard to beat again, no knock on him at all. And one up, he's clearly a strong winning hope as well because he has come back in top order. It was just a walk in the park for him in the tramway first up. This will be a, a bit stiffer test, but he can clearly win. And I've put number 10 hinged in. She didn't quicken, but I thought her last 100 metres was good in the Wink stakes. Definitely wants a mile. They have put the blinkers on too, so that'll sharpen her up. She can just uh, plot along, do no work from the inside gate. And She could be dangerous late, but you know I wouldn't put you off backing Dewas. Monty Feely is a gun mare. Profondo should be ready third up, and I think Maximal probably going to have his best prep in Australia. He's one hundred to one. Probably won't win this, but expect him to run well. So it's a very,
2: very intriguing clash. Nine on top though for an from three one and ten. Bonzaki on top. I was pressed for the first up win, like you know, starting dollar ninety favourite, but led and uh, was pretty impressive at the end come back in terrific orders, we know how classy he is and with that run up on the speed to the mile won't hurt and um, pretty versatile horse on the on the going whatever, whichever going it turns out to be on Saturday, so one Zaki I think will be hard to catch, three Animo, horse was excellent, first up 1400 metres and second up form is just as good if not better of course the horizon distance won't hurt and he's got a very good record at, at Randwick, so One slightly on top of three. I'll be waiting for the prices close to the race. We're having a bet there, I think, though. In for third, I have Fangirl. Um, Good behind Animo from a long way back. She's obviously come back in terrific order. And in for fourth, Profondo. One, three, nine, five. Race eight at uh,
0: Randwick on Saturday, the Bowermans Shorts million bucks, good money for a Group 2 set weights and penalties over 1,100 metres. And that money, as Joel alluded to earlier, has done the trick because uh, excellent field, Joel.
1: Yeah, I am going for the new kid on the block in Mizzou. He just did nothing wrong at all last prep after being gelded, put five wins together and just kept getting better. This is obviously the acid test because now he's against the big, the big guns. And look, earlier in the week, I think he was $4.50, which was a little bit off-putting, but I think he can get around $7 now, and that's probably a, a bit fairer. Uh, but I think he can measure right up, so I'm going to put him on top of one nature strip. Uh, just, yeah, whether he's going to be absolutely at his top here, who knows, but um, everything he's doing and his uh, trials and track work suggests he's back as well as what he was before he left. Uh, to go over and win the King's Stand in England Eduardo in for third He can win without surprising I think they're your three winning chances And some of the others can run well uh, But I'll put Mars Crusader in for fourth He was he was a bit flat in the autumn Didn't have all favours on occasions He can certainly be steaming home At the business end But uh, four, Mizzou, two and three Yeah, this is tough I've gone Mizzou At the price I think appeals more than
2: also like Nature Strip, but you know it, it'll be certainly be an entertaining clash. I'm not sure how much um, not sure a bet I'll have on this race, but Mizzou on top, uh, excellent since being gelded as Joel referenced, and he just kept getting better and better with each run. Deserved win in that Group One at the end of the prep in Queensland, um, but I think from what he's shown, and you know although this is the strongest race he's contested, he's certainly um, worthy of running well in a race like this. So I'm going to on top of the four of the one nature strip and standing win in England. And, look, as you said, Barks, he's got a terrific first-up record, but, you know, he can improve with the run, and he comes up against a, a, essentially a group one field here. And, look, no, it would obviously be no surprise to see him win, but I just thought Mazu at the price was a better – top bet for mine anyway. Eight lost in running, super talent, did win well first up last time in. A very good first up record. Just the, the, the track will be the query. And in for fourth, I have the two, Eduardo. Um, but look, not much separating those four, really. Four, one, eight, and two.
0: All right, I forgot about my fast facts for the shorts. Barriers two to five have provided seven of the past nine winners. Well, that is Nature Strip, Athelric, Mizzou, and Handle the Truth. No winner has come off an unplaced run in the same prep. ...since 1992, so that's bad news for Rocketing by Andermatt and Shelby sixty six, And the favourite has won in three of the past five years. Good for Nature Strip. And, however, Saddlecloths 2 and 3 account for seven of the past eight winners. Eduardo and Mast Crusader race nine at Royal Rambick on Saturday. Furphy, Kingston Town Stakes, 2,000 metre group three set weights and penalties, Joel...
1: You yeah, the set weights and penalties conditions don't suit my tip, but uh be having something on him anyway. Big eyes number 13, Alias. He's come back in terrific order. That was an outstanding return from him over 1,400 at Rose Hill. Best last 600 and 200 of the meeting. Quickly to 2,000 second up and quickly up in grade with the weights again. So there are your negatives, but I think at $34, um, the price outweighs those negatives, and he's worth having something on. A gold trip, I still haven't heard where they're going with him. He's in the naturalism in Melbourne with 60 kilos. I think he's better placed here.
0: I think he is going... I I believe he is going to Sydney.
1: Yeah, well, it makes sense because he's very well placed under the set weights. He doesn't get the penalty. He's in with 55, and I guess the golden ticket of uh, the naturalism into the Caulfield Cup means nothing because he's already in that race. So he is well placed here. It was a cracking return from him back in late July, uh, but not too worried about the gap between runs with this stable. He can certainly win and then a couple coming out of the Chelmsford uh, 12, Shawfire, just forget that run. He was back and wide and had no hope But his last 100 metres. was pretty good work. And Benno, similar, came sort of in those wider lanes, did loom up, and I thought ran very well. That's two very good runs from him, this prep at Wait for Age, so he's clearly come back in uh, good order. But I'll be having something, Antoine Elias, 13, 6, 12, and 9.
2: Mike Joel, I'm with one, he's probably not suited under the conditions of the conditions of the race, but um, fourteen Francisco Gardi is absolutely airborne this prep. He was up to a group three last start and held his own. He was I thought he was one of the runs of the race, if not the run of the race, behind the winner there. Hitting the line strongly. He's since had a trial, trialling well behind Mazu. Um, and I think he's you know, he's certainly uh, put his hand up to say that he can be competitive in a race like this. So fit and firing. Francisco Guardi worth an each-way play. The nine in Next Benno. Uh, third up here, and he's come back in good order. First up run in the Wink Stakes was was very good in a in a strong field. Unsuited trip probably for him too. Obviously 400 meters. We know he's a uh, ATC Derby runner-up over 2400, and then good again up in trip. Last start third up. It's more his hitting zone here, and um, certainly a winning chance is the 9, Beno. 12, surefire. Uh, Probably a bit too wet for him last start. I don't think it will be that wet this time around. The win first up was very impressive. And in for fourth, I have the 13,
0: Elias. 14, 9, 12, 13. All right, that was Dan's value bet on the Randwick card. That is race nine, number 14, Francesco Guardi. Uh, Dan's best is race six, number one, North Star. Last going up against Joel's value bet, race six, number two, Wolverine. Joel, we have not heard about your best on the Randwick program. It comes up in the midway race two. Yeah, number six, uh, Mahogany.
1: Mahogany, they're pronouncing it Mahogany, but I'm not sure if that's how it should be pronounced. But uh, he is a promising import. He showed but his two runs in Midway Company earlier in the year that he was going to measure up uh, to Sydney Racing. I thought his first up run at Hawkesbury was a hidden gem and then went to Rose Hill last time out. He was big odds. I think he opened 150 to 1, but ended up jumping 20s and he stretched Waterford. That's just a, an irresistible form line for this Midway grade because as we saw Waterford easily win last week. He's destined for group races, the one little knock I would say is that it's such a massive field, and he's going to have a bit of traffic because he's not going to be settling in the first half dozen. But uh, gets James McDonald on board, I think they went up four sixty. It was quickly into about three twenty. I think you have to be uh, Speedy Gonzalez to get that sort of a price. But he is, uh, yeah, talented, and I think he's the best of the day. And there's probably a couple there that uh, listeners uh, could get onto as well because me and Daniel are in agreement in the first. On number 12, very sharp. I think you can get about $81 for him, and we've both come up with him on top, so he might be a roughie to kick-start the listeners' day, and I am lethal in the last we've both come up with, so uh, we're in agreement uh, to bookend the program.
0: Excellent. All right, we will now move south to Caulfield uh, for Sir Rupert Clark Stakes Day. It is also, uh, like uh, like Roundwick, they've got five... Black type races on the program. First of them is race four, Ned's Caulfield Guineas Prelude. 1,400 metres, set weights and penalties for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings at group three level. Fun facts about the uh, Caulfield Guineas Prelude. Uh, four of the past five winners have jumped from great gate six. So, aft cabin, come on down. Uh, no, however, half Cabin, I'd say, will be favourite, and no favourite has won since Epaulet 10 year ago. Joel, what did you like in the Caulfield Guineas preview? Yeah, i number five lethal thoughts here on an each-way basis.
1: I thought he was uh, pretty good late at the up-and-coming stakes. Went back, came widest, and his last 100 metres was pretty good work. He wasn't far off ringmaster, who had no luck at all in the... Uh Barclay Square race at Flemington last week. We uh, yeah, had Basquiat came out in place last week behind Golden Mile. Golden Mile bolted in. That's all that up and coming form. And Kaboon won it. And obviously, that can be tied into one of the favourites in the race, Osapenko. So I think Lethal Thoughts, who showed a bit in that two year old campaign, he was very wide throughout and just kept coming in the JJ Atkins. That was a very game effort. I think he can settle on speed here, like he did at Flemington at the second start with a few gear changes. $17, way over the odds for mine. Uh, I've got him on top of the favourites up towards the top, one Osipenko just spoke about him, beat uh, Madame Pomery on debut and then ran into Kabu at his second start. Uh, two aft cabin, just coming back from the 14 to the 12 was always the negative last time out in the McNeil, but he ran very well. Just bumped into Jacqueline o, who's a talented horse himself and goes into the Golden Rose next week. And in for fourth, I put number three, Zamborghini. He just didn't have that early toe first up and they went back and then he just couldn't get into the race. It wasn't bad and I think from barrier four he'll be much closer to the speed here and therefore he gets his chance to run an improved race, but uh, I like number five at way odds
2: from one, two, three. With Osipenko on top, Piero Colt, Thrash, modern Madame Pomeroy on debut. I was on the soft seven, so get through the going no problem. A couple of quiet trials sort of at the back and most recently ran on Quite well under his own steam. Nice bit of work there. former around Caboo reads well. Draw. He's on top for me. After cabin. Uh, not much between them, I didn't think. Obviously back to 1,200 metres from a mate into a group three and he held his own, beating Alba, a pretty handy horse in Jackano. Up to 1,400 metres, of course, he thrashed. Sand in hillside field by six lengths over this trip last time. So one on top of two, seven amendable. I like the run at Mooney Valley first up, sort of warmed up late, uh, quick last 200 metres, fastest of the race. Um, but tough draw here to contend with, will likely be spotting a start, but looks suited to the rise of 1,400 metres. And in for fourth, I have the three Zamborghini, who um, I had on top in that McNeil stakes and the wide draw sort of cost him a bit. He was back there, never really um, got into the contest for a better draw here. I think he can... Um, be much improved effort anyway, second up. One, two, seven, and
0: three. I made aft cabinet my best on the program from Japanese Emperor. Impressive debut at the midweeks on a heavy track. $41 into 14. Came rattling home in a manner to suggest that uh, $1,400 would be right up his alley. Ossipenko and amenable round out my four, two, eight, one, and seven. Race five at... Caulfield on Saturday is the Phillies division. It's the Here for the Horses 1,000 guineas, previewed 1,400 metres. Same conditions, although due to the quirks of the Australian pattern, it is a group two, whereas the Colts one is a group three. Big field though, uh, 16 to face the starter at this stage. Joel, how did you see them?
1: I found this a pretty tricky affair to line up. Uh, I've ended up I think uh, Peter and Paul Snowden have got three, and I've ended up putting them all in my four uh, with a Kiwi runner. So, yeah, tricky, tricky race. But I've gone with six miss Hellfire narrowly. Um, I thought she may have been better odds uh, than what she is, but I think she's going okay. Look, she? I thought her Rosebud run was very good. She did, didn't quicken at the top of the straight, but uh, last 100 metres was very good. And that's finishing behind Kaibu, uh, Troach, Spacewalk. So pretty good form that we've seen hold up in recent weeks. Then she went to Warwick Farm in a midweeker against the older mares, and she ran third. Uh, Roots, who won that race, has plenty of class, and the runner-up was uh, just a tough what hour spot runner on speed. So I don't think it was too bad a run. I think third up from a good draw. Looking for 1,400, I've lent her way. From the Kiwi, she's lickety-split, but very heavily backed in the 1,000 guineas. Once it was confirmed that she was here, she jumped out well at Flemington recently, uh, three from four. Across the ditch, including a group one. And the return win was very strong. And then I've got the other Snowden runners in for third and fourth. The two revolutionary miss. We know she handles Corfield, I think that's a big tick. We saw her uh, back uh, through the Blue Diamond series perform very well. A bit of a forget run at Ranwick first up. And then I thought her run at Mini Valley was good against the pattern coming wide. She gets the blinkers on now. And for Russian Conquest, just looking for a better track. Her late splits are okay, fresh, but she doesn't like that heavy stuff. Uh, six on top from one, two, and four. A couple of each way, a couple at each way odds
2: um, at the top of the numbers for me. What the ten on top, Procinia March. So you think Philly? It was a. T- I had my best bet at Mooney Valley that day, and it was a bit of a hard watch considering she found the front. Which was fine at the start and then was pressured by um, a roughy early on and she was pressured pretty much all the way She beat that horse off the 600 meter mark and then from there she hung out badly Um, And it looked like she was just going to throw the race away, but she kept kicking. It was a gutsy effort and then when the swoopers came she Was only nabbed right on the line. I thought she was going to be gone a bit earlier than that, but she stuck tough very impressive performance, even though she did throw the race away, she was quite gutsy for her to be there at the end after what unfolded so hopefully she's behaves this time around she's got a good draw, she'll be up on the up on the pace um, and rock hard fit here into this, so Prasenium Arch each way the 10, I like Samutra as well as Samutra Samu, as well as a horse um, very well bred filly, Long Row Dan was Earthquake and Look, a maiden winner first up. Obviously, this is a much tougher affair, and she's drawn a bit of a horror gate. But I think she's a, a filly on the up. She was um, wasn't far away in the Blue Diamond Prelude last preparation. wasn't far away in the size at fourteen hundred metres, a Group Two race um, against the Pattern. So, I think plenty of upside is has does the eleven have the one in next? She's look at these splits. Obviously, a tough win in the Group Three race in New Zealand. First up, and in
0: for fourth, Miss Hellfire, 10 11, 1, 6 Yeah, I'm with the Kiwi. She's Liggety split. In fact, I made her my value bit I'm a bit surprised that, um, yet again, <laughs> at uh, how popular uh, she has been and uh, is about favourite, but still backable at around about $5.50. To beat Prasenia March, Miss Hellfire and Russian Conquest, 1-10-6-4, my Fun fact about the 1,000 guineas prelude is the past four winners have been last start winners, which suits me. With she's lickety split, it also suits Sumatra Bonheur and Foxy Gold. First leg of the Quaddy at Caulfield on Saturday is race six, which, confusingly enough, is the Katnax Jewelers MRC Foundation Cup because it's called this every year, or, you know, it's called the MRC Foundation Cup every year, and yet before... Before acceptances, and as soon as the race is run, it goes back to officially being the Naturalism Stakes. So uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's uh, that is the way it goes these days. Uh, you know, I can obviously we want to be plugging um, the MRC, a foundation for all the good it does. But uh, it is, regardless of what it's called, it's Group Three quality worth 200,000 over 2,000 meters. And I can tell you the the past 15 winners of this race have carried Saddlecloth 5 or higher, which uh, suggests that lighter weights are a bonus. However, the favourite has won in three of the past four years. Joel, which way did you go here?
1: Yeah, I'm sticking with Emissary. Uh, uh, liked him first up in the heavily. Really good ride by Jai McNeil and a strong win. I think this is his preparation, his third prep in Australia. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with him. From 8 Crystal Pegasus, build a picket fence last prep. Didn't have much hope in the Chelmsford first up, but I thought did enough. Uh, In for third, number four, Shiraz, who chased home. Emistry there. It was a strong performance. He's only going to get better with the step-up and distance. He's a class stayer. And 14, Uncle Bryn, I've put in for fourth. These two runs, this time in, have been good. He gives the impression that he's looking for the longer trip. And he did have form in the UK around Elias, who was my top selection, but of course now goes to Sydney. 11, Emistry for me, from eight, four, and fourteen.
2: Four Shiraz on top, see a classy stay. It was first up in the Heatherly. Come yeah, along the fence, but like the way he was improving into the race and sort of looked the winner I'm halfway up the straight. But um, MS3 was a bit too sharp there late. Lovely return for a horse that will be looking for further. Obviously, gets it here, and um, yeah, so I think he can do something here. Shiraz, he's on top for me. Uncle Brennan next, went down as the favourite. Uh, at Mooney Valley, I thought the run was pretty good. Military expert, the winner, was able to dictate on the speed, kick away. It was an impressive win. And uh, Uncle Bryn was running on nicely in for second. I um, we sued up, and, up in trip as well. 11, MS3 in for third. Good win first up. you think there's only improvement to come. And in for fourth, I got the one
0: gold trip. 4 14, 11 1. I went. For Gold Trip, who, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is probably going to be running in Sydney, which would leave me with uh, four Shiraz, Lunar Flare, and Midnight Blue. But uh, it is a, going to be a very wide quality league for me. At this stage, one, four, ten, and nine. The big one is race seven. It is the Ned's Sir Rupert Clark Stakes. 1,400-meter handicap. Uh, the toppy, the toppy's. Of which there are three have 58 kilos, um, and no one has less than 53 here. My fast fact, however, is that um, the uh, 13 uh, six of the past 10 winners have carried either 52 or 52 and a half. Well, no one's in that category here, but the general gist of it is that, uh, as with all these uh, sort of sprint mile handicaps. Uh, Group 1's having a light weight can be a huge bonus. Having said that, you do get some big weights carried to victory, such as Behemoth two years ago carried 60, and the English horse Jungle Cat two years before that carried 58. But generally, you'd probably want to be around about 55 or less. Um, Maybe not so much this year with uh, a slightly higher minimum. Uh, my other fact is that 13 of the past 14 winners have jumped from gate five or wider. Um, so, you know, which obviously covers most of the barriers, but it does mean that maybe you don't want to get cluttered up from uh, one of those very inside gates. Joel, there are 16 to face the starters. starter. As I mentioned, the favourite is uh, hasn't got a run yet and uh, neither has the Boom Kiwi. Which way did you go? Yeah, well, myself, uh, like a lot
1: of people, have probably got uh, those two in the four numbers. So I usually try and find a roughie in these big handicap fields, but uh, couldn't really find one this year. So all mine are in the betting. Oh, I've gone 18. I wish I'd win on top. Uh, he was trialling super. I thought he would win first up. I didn't think he would look so good doing it. I didn't think he'd come to a Rupert Clark and be favourite, but uh, such was the dominant performance of that win that uh, here he is. He is favourite. If he can sneak in, then I think he'll be very hard to beat. Uh, 10 showmanship I've got for second. He does have one of those slightly higher weights, 56 and a half, but uh, such a talent. Uh, he only had the 10 starts for a seven-year-old, so uh, a bit of uh, you know what might have been, but uh, still plenty of time to really make a name for himself and uh, re- resumed off a, a break with a terrific win up in Sydney. Uh, 17 Dragon League, couldn't quite get into the money at the huge odds in the memsey but uh, just justified his stables... Um, Trip over here because they as I mentioned on that podcast they had the Hastings rapes as a as you know there on on their doorstep but they came over here they back their judgment he's always been a huge talent just had injury after injury but um, yeah he can certainly win and eight Ayrton. well he's got one of those inside gates barrier four so he's gonna need a bit of luck but uh, four from four first up six from ten overall another serious talent who's had uh, a few injury issues I think. You know, if, if, you hope, if you're just sort of sweating on which horses may come out and give these emergencies a run, I'm thinking maybe Halal could be a possibility to be scratched from that wide barrier. Being a four-year-old Entire, they might look to another race. And if the rain comes, maybe I Am Superman could, uh, could potentially give uh, those emergencies a bit of a run.
2: But uh, wishful thinking, 18-10, 17-8 at this stage. Yeah, I Am Superman was the one I was sort of, Especially if the rain comes, if it's off seven, heavy eight, and that wide draw, uh, the one I was sort of thinking might come out. But um, again, speculating, and yeah, that's just that's probably more wishful thinking than anything. So Dragon Leap is on top. He needs this one scratching to gain a start. Not suited to wait for age in the Memsey, but it was a really good run. If you was uh, a couple who were quickening better late than him, but it was a good run into fourth there much better off at handicapped than the 54 and a half kilos drops four and a half from the 59. He carried last start he come on with the runners that the trainers have suggest have suggested and look lightly raced horse had a few niggles throughout his career, but haven't really shied away uh, with him and he's contested some really good races, held his own is a three time winner He's won a couple of group twos in New Zealand. And I think if he can gain a start here, um, He'll be there at the finish, the 17. So he's on top for me. Ten showmanship, outstanding record. Went to Sydney and uh, looked too classy for that show county field there. White uh, track won't worry him. In for third, I wish I win. Uh, so the first up win was outstanding, racing away from them. This is a tougher task, but you know, 54 kilos, that lightweight again. If he's in the field, he'll um, certainly be hard to beat. And the six in next, just folk. But pretty good behind Dallas Ann. Um, last start, um, on the same weights as that horse there, but back at 57.5 here. Um, very honest horse. He can certainly run well as well. 17, 10,
0: 18, 6. Uh, I'm a Tuvalu who uh, resumes here. I just love the 11 starts for seven wins and four seconds. Been very well placed. Has the lightish weight, has the slightly whitish Barrier, which uh, does well generally in this race, probably not exactly suited for him, but uh, as well as having a first-up record of four starts for three wins and a second, has a record at this trip of four starts for three wins and a second. That second being to I'm Thunderstruck. So I thought to value pretty good value here to beat Showmanship. I wish I win and Dragon and Leap. I would pretty be fairly sure those two will get into the field because, as uh, Dan mentioned earlier, there are a few there that. Uh, if it does rain, won't be suited and uh, are drawn very, very wide. 15-10, uh, 18-17 are my numbers. Race 8 at Caulfield on Saturday. Third leg of the Quaddy is the Neds. How now? Stakes 1,200 metres. Group 3 set weights and penalties for the four years old and up
2: mares. Joel? Uh, five written beauty for me. I've made it my
1: best of the day. Very making a be- wary of making her my best against chain of Lightning, who's just uh, keeps getting better and better but um, I like uh, the way beauty trialed recently in Sydney I thought it was an excellent trial uh, she didn't have much luck last prep she won the bright shadow at Eagle Farm second up and then just drew horror gates in her next three runs and all of them had a bit of merit to them barrier four she's not a horse that's gonna you know box seat but I think Craig Williams will be um, wary of getting right back to last from that gate and just think the way she's going, she's going to be very, very hard to beat. Chain of Lightning, an obvious threat. Unbeaten, just continues to look better every time she goes around. Two Zapoteo was excellent first up and then didn't quite measure up against the big guns in the Concorde, but this is much more suitable. And eight, she's all class. Ridden quieter in the cockroom and had one of the best late splits of the meeting behind Chain of Lightning, so certainly has to be some sort of a threat. Five, a written beauty for me from four, two, and eight.
2: With Isotope again, looked a little plain on face value in that Cockrum stakes, but um, she did have the thumps there, so a clear excuse. She has run on quite well. Probably on, you know, watching the race live, probably thought I was was a little disappointing, but obviously the clear excuse and that run under her belt. She won't want it too wet, but this is um, a good trip for her, she's a four time winner at 1200 metres. I'm going to give her one more chance. Very classy mare on her day. <coughs> in for third, uh, sorry, in for second. I got chain of lightning, winner of that Cockrum. Absolutely done nothing wrong. Five from five, and she's just risen through the grades stylishly. Beat a smart one in Fire Benchmark eighty four race two back, and then up to Group three level and ran over the top of them again. So there'll be plenty like her, and fair enough. Uh, the two in next zapateo just too wet in the Concord last start, but we're going okay. Well, Prior. I see that was um, a bit of a stronger race. Than what she sees here back in Mayor's Grade and in for fourth. I have the five written beauty you can run a race first up, got a big finish on her. So, Patton will you know, she'll want the, uh, the track we be playing fairly for her to have a chance. But um, I think she, uh, her best form is certainly good enough to win a race like this. 7 4 2
0: 5. I am with the unbeaten chain of lightning to beat Argentia, Zapateo and another award, 4-3-2 and 11. That takes care of the black type at Caulfield on Saturday. Joel's best, we just heard about, race 8, number 5, Written Beauty. His value bet was race 4, number 5, Lethal Thoughts, which is up against my best. Race 4, number 2, Aft Cabin. My value bet, race 5, number 1, She's Lickety Split is up against Daniel's. Uh, Race five number 10, senior March. Dan, we haven't heard about your best. Who comes up in the last?
2: Taking it a punt on Prince of Boom to show his best. He had a bit of a task first up at Mooney Valley. Not sure that track really suited, considering he drew wide and um, just wasn't in the position he sort of used to be, back and wide there. But I think he can really bounce back second up. There's a bit of speed on. He's drawn wide, so probably won't lead. He can... He has the pace to lead, especially if he's drawn sort of inside. But from that wide draw, he'll probably have to get some cover around, um, maybe a couple of pairs back, a pair back. But if he, as I said, if he shows his best, he will be really hard to beat. Good second up record. Uh, beat a bit of pretty handy three-year-old field second up last time in the Gold Coast, and then on the Gold Coast Guineas to start after. So. Got plenty of talent. This this horse just need a bit of luck in running, and if he can get it, he'll be there at the finish. So, race nine, number three, Prince of Boom.
0: All righty, Morfordville. They are racing on the course proper there on Saturday, and there is a black type race. It is race eight. W.H. Wiley handicap, eleven hundred meter quality uh, listed event. It being a quality behemoth, the hundred and twelve rated gets in pretty well at the ratings, but still with sixty two and. Uh, Richo spoke to the trainer David Jolly, who actually leans towards his other runner for this Calypso Rain Behemoth. Of course, uh, not much went right for him. First up, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, back to eleven hundred here, and plenty of weight. Dan, what did you think would win the Wiley? He might have to show a bit here, Behemoth, to um.
2: Along his career, I guess, or did justify a trip to Melbourne anyway? Um, 62 kilos. I've gone, I've gone elsewhere. I'm with the informed Taunting, the Michael Hickmont stable, a horse that showed plenty early on in his, in his debut preparation and, of course, came to Melbourne. Uh, not much went right in his two uh, Melbourne runs, Moody Valley and Sandown, but this time in, he's come back in terrific order. Um, Led all the way last start with a big weight of 16.5 kilos and, and did it really easily. And then um, good ride up along the fence coming from off the pace at Murray Bridge first up for an impressive win as well. So flying this horse up to this level, no doubt, and he's on top for me. Two camel passer, good fresh record. We'll get conditions to suit. Likely on be a wet track in Adelaide, and he um, really does revel on that wet ground. Uh, a couple of trial and jump out wins leading in. Got Behemoth in for third. See the class of the field, not much went right. First up um, and
0: in for fourth, four Calypso Rain stable make 10 2 1 4. Um, your best at Morfordville comes up nice and early on the card in race one. Yeah, promising Philly by Sepoy's
2: Kiki Express. Um, she contested some really good races in Melbourne last prep, went with Matthew Ellidan. um, 12th in a Blue Diamond. Wasn't beaten all too far. Obviously, there was quite a few better than her. She started big odds, but only beaten 4.3 lengths there. Uh, I think can run a big race first up on the back of some really nice trials and jump outs in Adelaide. She's won one and run second in two of them. Most recent one off the pace. Ran on stylishly under her own steam. It was a good piece of work. Small field here. A couple of handy ones um, above her in the weights, but... I think Kiki Express might end up being the best horse in this race and can progress to bigger and better things. So race one, number three, the best bet on the card. The value comes up in race six, not a Oliver Valley. Still on each way bet. I think it's $5. dollars ninety is um, Magic Max in race six. Uh, horse that can mix his form, but look, first up in the lightning stakes, a listed race, big odds. a noticeable drifter and got back, never really looked like winning. And last start was a little bit unlucky. I think, don't think it would have been the winner Wolflands. Probably should have finished second, but just got to caught up in a bit of traffic there. Third up, I think ready to fire, and um, he drops from a benchmark 82 to a benchmark 68. So well-placed Magic Max. Handy claim, thanks to Lachlan Ninedorf as well. So race six, number two, the value. All
0: right, Joel, any thoughts about Adelaide?
2: Uh, no, nothing at
1: Morphinville for me, Bucks.
0: Okay, so we head up to the Gold Coast, which is the metro venue in Queensland on Saturday. Feature is race seven, the Pink Ribbon Cup. But Dan, your best uh, come up in the last two races, race eight and nine, your specials.
2: Yeah, Hazabro for the Annabelle Nation stable. Um, thought it was pretty good first up uh, at Doombin. It was his first run in Australia. <clears throat> or McKeewee. We looked a need of the run there. We sort of. Uh, fan wanting late, but uh, he has finished third in a listed race, he's back in grade for this, and if you look at his form in New Zealand, he's a group three winner, he's competitive in a group one, this was last preparation earlier in the year I think there's a bit of class on here, Angela Jones claiming three, very in-form apprentice up in Queensland, takes a ride, Um, ticks a lot of boxes for me, does Hasbro, and he's the best, race eight, number two, and the value comes up in uh, the last acrobatic, bit of a fan of this guy, he's horse that needs a bit to go right for him to, to perform at his best. He can get back in his races. and. Um, but look, his... whilst well, he hasn't won a race, his prep is quite good. He hasn't been far away uh, more often than not. He's really strong late at 1,200 metres. This is, a, I think, a better trip for him, 1,350. Um, but the run out Eagle Farm last start was good coming off the pace, considering it was an on-pace dominated affair. And the format of that race um, has since stood up in the horses that have since run, that come out of it, have since run well. So acrobatic for me, hopefully not too far back from the inside draw, the midfield spot, can get the brakes in the straight and power home late. Race nine, number one.
0: Joel, anything at Gold Coast?
2: No, nothing for me there either, Bucks.
0: All right, well, we go across the Nullarbor uh, to Belmont. Uh, where there is a race called the Nicopolis Stakes, but uh, it is not actually a stakes race. At, uh WA seems to sort of call them stakes races uh, when they're sort of hoping they will be in a couple of years. Uh, Hoops is best, race two, number two, Henchard. And his value bet, race seven, number five, Ara again. Early uh, in the day, across the Tasman at Joel, they're racing at Rickerton and New Plymouth.
1: Yeah, Rickerton down the south, uh, building up towards their Cup Carnival uh, with their group ones in a, a few weeks' time. Uh, my best bet comes up in race seven, and it is in the New Zealand Cup trial over 1,800 metres, number eight, Campionessa, a very consistent daughter of contributor. She's got a touch of class about her. They've sent her south um, early this prep. She's had a couple of runs on the Rickerton synthetic track where she uh, flew home first up for fourth and then was too strong next time out. She'll relish the step up in distance, not worried about getting a, uh, getting onto a wetter turf track because she's handled that quite well before and just looks well-placed with the 53.5. And, a half. and in, the vel- uh, in the final event, my value bet comes up, race eight, uh, number seven, Sacred Giant. Was on speed, held them all off until the final stages when finding one better first up. Uh, out to 1,400 suits, can control the tempo at this distance, as he did do when winning this track and trip prior to going for a spell. And I thought, yeah, uh, a, a day I struggled to find uh, some value. I'm hoping he's not too short. And hopefully we can still get each way, because there's a few others in the race that have a bit of form. Uh, New Plymouth, the other meeting. My best bet is in race four, number two, King of Hearts. Got a lot of time for this bloke. He's only had the one preparation. Uh, he won a maiden at his second start was placed at his fourth and final run of that campaign. And he's two misses, he had no luck at all. I think he's going to make it into a, a nice gallop at this bloke. I think he can win first up. And my value bet, race six, number 15, go you good thing. He is hard to catch, but he ran very well last time out with no luck at all. He was four wide the trip and uh, we've finished fifth beaten just on four lengths. If he can get a, a slightly better run in transit here, he can uh, run you a good race each way.
0: Alrighty, one of the other features this weekend is the Newcastle Carnival. It runs over Friday, Saturday. The black type races are on the Friday. And uh, the first of those is the Newcastle Gold Cup, 2300m Group 3. It produced uh, some pretty good horses over the years. Shane Montgomery likes Mankayan to beat Borna King, Durston and Arapaho. That's two nine four and 1. Uh, in the Cameron Handicap, also Group 3. This one over 1500 meters. He likes Old Flame to beat Special Reward, Law Me In, and Luncies. That's nine, one, five, and seven. And in the Tibby Stakes for the Mares, Group Three over fourteen hundred, Catalin, uh, uh, the Godolphin horse, to beat Sir Le Mare, Le Laville, and Hope In Your Heart from Shane Montgomery. That's five, seven, six, and nine. The other uh, uh, feature to talk about, I guess, is uh, Flemington's Oaks and Derby Preview Day or Spring Preview Day, generally. And that is on Sunday. Full form for that, of course, in your winning post this week. But that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bets of the weekend. Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters. Well, Joel, well done. Back on the winner's list with Lafargue. I wasn't too far away with Pinstripe, but no cigar there. uh, Or for Dan with Ellen's licence. Joel, how are you going to go back-to-back here? Yes. uh,
1: Thankfully, Lafargue gets us back into the winner's stall. It was a strong win, too. I think he's worth following that horse. I am going to... Uh, come back home and go to Sydney and hopefully J-Mac can get the job done, navigate the traffic and uh, get the good thing of the day. Mahagoni, race two, number six. Try and strike in Adelaide this
0: week and go to the first race. Nice and early. Race one, number three, Kiki Express. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, I'm just looking for a winner and I'm going to go to Caulfield uh, and in the... Colts Gilding's uh, in the Caulfield Guineas Prelude, which is race four. Number two, aft cabin for me. Uh, that wraps it up. Leaves us only to remind you to bri- uh, grab your winning post if you haven't already. Online now for five bucks. Go to winningpost.com.au. Click on the link in the main yarn. Uh, grab it in your shops uh, for $6.00. As of Friday morning, all the form for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Plenty of other great reading. Besides, I am off next week, but uh, Joel and Dan will be back. Until then, back plenty of winners, and they will talk to you next week on The Preview Podcast.